Are you over 50 and wondering, what happened? All the time. Sometimes I look in the mirror and wonder, who's that old fart? Yeah, I wonder that about you too. Listen as CJ and I stumble through the wonderful world of being over 50. Like the stereotypes of being grumpy, forgetful and technologically inept. And don't get me started on the mystery muscle pain. Actually, my shoulder does hurt. And we'll talk about other joys of ageing, like funding retirement. Mailing a stool sample and working with millennials. Join us on the downhill run to the old folks' home. Welcome to What's My Age Again? This is me. I'm Scott, a 59-year-old writer and would-be podcaster. And this is me. I'm CJ. I'm 52 Aries. I enjoy long walks in the park and... This is a podcast, not a dating app. I know. My hobbies include competitive duck herding, heavy metal music and not preparing for podcasts. Well, we're on brand so far. Anyway, that's got the pleasantries out of the way. Let's talk about why we're doing this podcast. That's a brilliant idea. How about you explain to the listeners why we're doing the podcast and I'll just sit back and pretend that I'm listening and learning too. Well, thanks for helping, CJ. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess we've had discussions in the past privately, not online, but talking about when you hit 50, society tends to treat you differently. They dump you into a demographic where advertisers think your main interests are funeral insurance, over 55 developments, and erectile dysfunction medication. There are some good erectile dysfunction medications. So I've heard. Yes, um, I wouldn't like to comment on that at all. Anyway, society seems to want to farm you off to the old folks' home. But my friends, I've got lots of friends at, at work, uh, they're 10, you... even 20, 20 years younger than I am. Well, I feel like I have friends at work. <laughs> I have people who talk to me at work and they smile at me nicely. But they're, and they're younger than me. And I feel like I, I fit in with them, even if they may think otherwise. But I don't want to hang around with, with people my own age because they, they seem older to me, certainly older than me. So just, uh, just to clarify, this is a podcast by two guys over 50 who are essentially annoyed that society is seeing them as old and we're complaining that we don't like hanging around with people the same age as us because they seem old. Because we're hypocrites. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we cleared that up then. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway, it's not about your actual age. It's about your attitude, your mindset, man. <laughs> you can be 70, but if your attitude is that of a... 40-year-old, then that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> that's okay, groovy. That's groovy. It's hip. It's now it's happening. Okay. It's too old even for me, though. <laughs> it's gas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But if you're 40 and set in your ways and come across like a 60-year-old, that's not gas. That's not cool. Although if you're a 60-year-old, gas is becoming a much bigger issue. <laughs> And what I've found is if you're Googling all the over 50 stuff, all the media talks about is what's wrong with you and why you're a problem and how to do all these life and biohacks to make sure that your blood pressure medication is more effective and working for you properly. How to eat broccoli so that makes you better. God. (laughs) Well, the only advice we seem to get is ways about being happy with being old, as far as I can see. It's about learning to accept it, to embrace our age, to grow old gracefully. Yeah, fuck that. I don't want to be happy about growing old. I want to know why I don't mentally feel my age. And more importantly, I want to know how to stay that way. Well, you've come to the right place. 
Well, that's lucky. We're going to talk to about, <laughs> we're going to talk about why people don't tend to feel their age, what it means to us, and how society sees us, and what impact it can have on people's mental and physical health, both for good and for bad. We are going to be useful at our age. At our age, crazy, I know. While we can only talk about it from our point of view, we've done some polling, and there's even some actual scientific research on the topic. Oh, this sounds like a very interesting podcast, Scott. Where can I hear it? Well, you're hearing it right now because we're making it happen. We're changing lives even as we speak. So I decided to do some research into the phenomenon of chronological age, which is the age that you are, versus subjective age, which is the age that you feel. Anyway, researchers Goldsmith and Hines say that teens tend to hold older age identities. I think they're probably talking about older age identity cards there, but carry on. That's illegal, CJ. You can't have that. Um, Young adults maintain same age identities. I guess if you're a young adult, then you think you're a young adult, which makes (laughs) sense. Okay. Older individuals, such as ourselves, I hazard a guess, tend to hold younger age identities, which is exactly what we're talking about. In fact, many people over the age of 65 reject the labels old and elderly, preferring to describe themselves as young and middle-aged or young at heart. <laughs> so these are people who don't understand the concept of what middle-aged means. So Apparently. The, uh, the people over 65 who are saying, uh, I'm middle-aged, be are expecting to live to 135. By that reckoning, if they're middle-aged, I'm still a child. Oh, you are a child, CJ. Anyway, I've always defined old people as people who are about 20 years older than me, which is fine right now, but when I'm 70, old people are going to be 90. When I'm 90, old people are going to be 110. Well, no, when you're 90, old people are going to be dead. Anyway. Well, possibly not for the people who uh, who believe that 65 is middle-aged. <laughs> yes. Anyway, uh, I was mucking around on Twitter the other day and I decided I'd use their functionality to create a Twitter poll. <laughs> That's very contemporary of you. Very contemporary of me because I am not a Luddite. I'm not someone who is so old that they can't use technology. I can use Twitter. I can jump puddles as well. <laughs> I can use the Twitter as well. Anyway, um, the question I asked for my poll was, um, we'd love your help in getting some data on how you feel about getting older. And I asked, do you feel your age? Do you feel younger than your age or do you feel older than your age? They're three very good choices. They're they're, they're pretty much the only choices you can have. (laughs) Okay, so these were the results. 69% of people. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 69% of people say they feel younger than their years. And some comments they made were, we're certainly not old in the way our parents were old. I'm <laughs> actually sorry. Did, sorry, I just did, did they actually did they did they actually say it like that? Well, they were typing. <laughs> I'm just interpreting how they typed. Right. There's possibly a uh, possibly some kind of uh, concerns about this, but carry on. Okay. Um, okay. Um, I am 69 years. Still, <laughs> you smoke. met a 69-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> what is I'm, old. I'm, I'm old. I'm old and weak, and I don't know how to type on these internet things. 
<clears throat> I am 69 years. I still smoke stupidly, still like a bit of weed now and then, drink socially, but sometimes feel like a, a leftover from the age of Aquarius. <laughs> but it's actually, technically, that's probably an appropriate voice. It probably <laughs> is. For that answer, yeah. yeah. Except with a... Uh, <laughs> yeah. yes. I'm nearly 72, but I feel 50 <laughs> until my knee gives way and my back aches. Also, if I swear, the kids treat me like I'm an adolescent with a lot of tut-tutting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that uh, the use of the phrase tut-tutting is going to peg you as a 72-year-old anyway. So I feel 50 except for when my knee gives out or my back gives out. And people tut-tut at me. (laughs) Well, interestingly, while you and I feel younger, others felt older. 11% of people said they feel older than their years. They made comments like, I am young. I deal with health issues that aren't obvious to others. When I mention how I feel, I'm often met with, you're too young to feel that way. Why do people fail to see that ailments know no age limits? Yeah, it's interesting, actually. I hadn't considered that viewpoint. No, me neither. We are very insightful podcasters, though. No doubt about that. <laughs> Let's move on. Now, finally, 20% of people said they feel their age. Well, I'm assuming that was the 20 to 24-and-a-half-year-olds who answered the poll or the people who misinterpreted the poll as uh, something about their Pornhub search history. <laughs> so anyway, I actually personally bucked that trend. Is that a Pornhub search history gag? <laughs> Bucking the trend, baby. <laughs> At 24, I was like an old man. And um, the reason was I actually got married to someone... At 25, I was married at 24 to someone who already had a child. And she, the child was three. And so I went from being really like young and stupid like most young men are and drinking and doing all that stuff to being like like super um, mature, like, like everyone like pretending to be mature. But it actually I sort of I faked it till I made it and I actually really made it to the point where – at 25, I think I had like had a house and a mortgage and a five-year-old child, and I was in Rotary. I was about to become the president of Rotary. Is that even legal? <laughs> yeah, and I was hanging out with all these guys who were like in their fifties. So I was this young, younger guy, and I was hanging out with all these old dudes in, in Rotary. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to pause there and ask: How does a 25-year-old? nearly become president or is on the brink of president becoming the president of a rotary club well it's, there's a couple of reasons firstly i was in i was in business at the time in the family business so that was part of the thing was my dad was a rotarian and um it was ex- kind of expected it was part of the thing of your networking at the time back back nowadays you don't do that right. for networking we're talking right. we're talking back in the 1980s and that was still a thing it was at the tail end of when that was the thing you did for networking so oh, right. I, I did that to try to network with businesses. And um, so I got in there and, of course, like any service club, they as soon as they see new blood, they desperately try to drag them in and make them do a job. <laughs> vampire style. <laughs> like vampire style. It's basically what they do is they, they, they get you in 
and they go, okay, what can we do? What what job can you do? Because we're all sick of doing this job. We've all been in, in this this club for like fifty years. We've all been president fifteen times. We need some other person to do this fucking job. <laughs> and I walked in there, and they're like, "Good, you can be president next year." It's like, what the fuck? Let's just anyway. Let's just pause here and say Rotary does a whole range of very useful things, and I'm sure that they're a very interesting club full of useful and fun people. Look, they they I raised loads of money. Uh, for very good causes, so it was definitely worthwhile. But it was a not the the thing that a twenty five year old person does. Hmm. And and as time went by, I then we I sold the business and started doing other things. And I actually started to age backwards. Benjamin Button style. Yeah, very very much Benjamin Button style. And and the older I get, the the less conservative I am. The more I'm like, like literally, like I, I, I became a, a married man, like a monogamous married man, very young. Now I'm kind of exploring all those wild oats at 59 that I, I didn't explore when I was in my early 20s. Um, that explains the uh, the plethora of erectile dysfunction medication <laughs> you're getting on your, on your social media. <laughs> Well, now they've heard this, they'll definitely be getting it. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, yeah, that's that's me. That was that's my story. So I'm definitely I, I don't I don't fit that mold. Definitely now, yeah, I feel younger than my years, but I think some of that's a reaction to the fact that I've been an, I was an old fart when I was really young. So now I'm like uh, I need to re, re um, claim my youth in a weird way, which makes me sound like I'm having a midlife crisis, but I'm actually not. There honestly, is... <laughs> honestly, not a midlife crisis. Believe me. I'm not. And if you don't believe me, I'm going to jump into my convertible and drive off. <laughs> <laughs> there actually is, uh, uh, not to put too fine a point on it, we're actually too old for a midlife life crisis now, but there's a thing now called a late life crisis because we're actually living longer than we were before, which we'll talk about in a future episode. So we now we're now old enough to have two crisis crises crises crises. 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 Thank you. Sure, if you want to say it that way, okay. Mm. I, well, like be, uh, I like to be I like to be flippant and uh, and be a bit more flexible. About Fair it. enough. Uh, that's one other thing I'd like to say though. Just going back, um, I was actively trying to avoid a midlife crisis because I I'd, I'd got to a certain age. I was. I felt the need to change careers, do all the kind of things I was about. I was early at that because I started being serious about shit much younger. So I was probably at 37 when I was like having what may have been a midlife crisis. But I'd seen three of my brother, I have three brothers-in-law, they all had midlife crises, crises around about 45. And I was trying to preempt the midlife crisis and right. I failed. Not I. I didn't. I didn't actually have the crisis. My ex-wife had the crisis, and then precipitated me having a crisis because of her crisis. Right. So you can't avoid the crisis. You just got to embrace it. Right. Or or failing that you've uh, just shortened your life expectancy by having your midlife crisis early. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say I, I. I hope that I'm not having a late life crisis at 59 because that. Makes me feel like I'm about to drop off the perch imminently, so <laughs> hopefully not. Anyway, let's get back to our Twitter poll. 
Uh, here are some other interesting comments that we heard. Um, I don't know how I was supposed to feel. <laughs> I've never been this age before. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure that that person could have done that themselves. And my personal apologies to whoever answered this poll and <laughs> actually answered this poll generally, but especially that particular person. <laughs> Sorry, although I should probably, I'm sorry to that person who typed that comment. Thank you for answering our Twitter poll. You're a very good person. <laughs> okay, here's another. Okay, I'll try not to be quite so silly. Yeah, it's not that simple. Parts of me are still 17, not many. Some are 25. Your voice. <laughs> but the bits that govern day-to-day movement seem like 70-plus. So which bits of you are you are you thinking about? My age is 67, but my brain is, well, I hope, still mid-20s capacity and with more experience. So what we can take from the technical Twitter poll is that uh, it supports the, the, re, the research of Goldsmith and Hyers, which says that there is a mismatch between chronological age and subjective age, which is common, and that research says that it's normal for most age groups. Uh, so the question really is, what are the implications of this in the real world? And that's after the break. And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey, Scott, I was reading a book the other day called Funny You Should Ask. Sometimes life and death don't go quite according to plan. Uh, it's quite a good book, and I was reading it because we've been paid to advertise it. Uh, the, oh, it's a collection of... In that case, read away. <laughs> it's a collection of six short stories, but I like the idea of it because it's it's three that are uh, humorous and three that are odd. So it's the blurb on the back is, isn't it funny how funny can be either humorous or odd? Funny You Should Ask, Sometimes Life and Death Don't Go Quite According to Plan, explores the irony, amusement and drama of life, death and what happens in between in six thought-provoking stories. Some humorous, some odd. Well, that's good. Let me give you an insight into uh, into one of the first stories, which is, uh, it just says, when Brandon, a middle-aged guy with a natural talent for mistakes, stumbles across an unusual genie, he has only three wishes to try not to follow his usual path, which is actually an interesting story because the genie is, uh, is essentially, he seems to be based on um, Patrick Swayze's character from Point Break which I quite enjoyed. Uh, so that's one of the funny ha-ha oh, okay. <laughs> ones. So the uh, the ad is, grab this if you're on the mood for something short and odd. Isn't it funny how funny can be humorous or odd? Six funny short stories about how sometimes life, death, don't go quite according to plan. Asterix, grab this in Just the mood like if ad reading. grab this if you're in the mood for something short and odd not recommended as a pickup line <laughs> funny you should ask sometimes life and death don't go quite according to plan available from amazon all good amazon stores near you it's uh, it's available on ebook and both the backs paper and hard okay Excellent. Get your copy now. Oh, and it's also available on Kindle Unlimited, so you can read it for free if you've got Kindle Unlimited. Oh, okay. Cool. Hmm. Well, that sounds great. It doesn't have pictures, but it's short. it has short stories, so it means that um, 
I'm not being accused of hogging, hogging the bathroom. Excellent. Excellent. Back to the show. And we're back. So what are the implications in the real world? I feel like you just said that. But anyway, uh, well, I can do research too. And, uh, and I found that according to the research document, Fact or Fiction, Stereotypes of Older Australians Research Report 2013. Oh, it's current research then. Well, it's run by the government. So uh, the fact that they've actually knocked one out is probably, um, probably pretty good. <laughs> Fair enough. So, uh, and the fact that it's 2013 um, and it's about old people and so they don't care because so all the people they've said about are probably dead by now anyway. But <laughs> it's, uh, it's essentially a, a report around ageing within Australia and it interviewed and conducted research for different age groups and demographics to determine how people felt about the concept of ageing. And what okay. they found was that younger Australians find it extremely difficult to identify any benefits associated with ageing. Now, there was lots of quotes, direct quotes in there. My favourite was the 18 to 25-year-old answer when it came to ageing, it's terrible. (laughs) It's like, well, yes, yeah, I'm with you, kid, on that one. Uh, (laughs) When you go to the other end of the spectrum, it's not much better news when the quotes are, I see my reflection in a shop window and think, who's that old fart? Stop following me. And uh, Oh, God, my, yeah, I've, I've, I've felt that. My, I used to work with a guy years ago who uh, he just turned 40 and he came into work one day and he said, I'm not old, am I? Like I've literally just turned 40. I'm not old. I'm like, no, Wayne, you're not old. Why are you saying... You're old. And he's like, because I was walking down the street today and this kid in a skateboard came past me and went, get out of the way, old cunt. <laughs> uh, my favourite comment from the the older spectrum from the fact or fiction stereotypes of older Australians research report, my favourite comment was, getting old, it's best to avoid it. Well, there's only one way to avoid it. <laughs> Not quite sure I want to want to go that way. I'm not ready for the sweet release of death yet. It makes me. It does make me want to look deeper into what that what was going on in that person's life when they filled out that survey. Well, honestly, I mean, obviously, uh, one way we're talking about this is because we're encountering some of the the problems you face when you do get, get over fifty, the way people view you and all that. So, I can understand people saying it's best to avoid it. I mean. What I would suggest is it's it's best to actually sort of come to terms with it. But yeah, I can see why people would say best it's best to avoid it. True, especially when, according to the report, over fifty percent of Australians feel that older people are more likely to be lonely or isolated, or more likely to be forgetful, and they feel that older people don't like being told to do told what to do by someone younger. Well, the good news about that is if you do feel lonely or isolated, you'll forget it soon. <laughs> I was, There's a silver lining there. I was just about to get the razor blades out, but I've forgotten what I was going to do with them. <laughs> Forgetfulness can save your life. <laughs> it also found that 
13% of Australians tend to speak louder to older people as they assume they cannot hear that well. And I found this one interesting. 11% of Australians are happy to tell jokes about older people. I'm, I'm surprised it's only 11% because the number of old jokes I hear is just unbelievable. And the fact that pe- people say shit to you, they, they feel they can, like, okay, I'm, I'm follicularly challenged. Um, so for those of you who, uh, who aren't follicularly challenged, uh, Scott's bald. Yeah. So anyone, there's so many people who think that they, it's, that's okay to sort of, you know, rub you on the head or make jokes about it. And it's like, <laughs> fuck you. You know, I'm not going to say you're a fat bastard. Um, <laughs> or a fucking weirdo for rubbing me on the head. Exactly. What are you, Benny Hill? Yeah, but honestly, it, it's the the final frontier of of jokes that you can tell that you can still make fun of someone for being old. Well, you can't make fun of them for being a woman or black or green or whatever, and that's fair enough. I'm not saying you should, but what I'm saying is, why is why are those things bad? But you can make fun of someone for being old. Fair enough. Although you can apparently still uh, can still make fun of people for being Italian, so if you that's me, Mario. <laughs> exactly. So March the tenth is official Mario Day, <laughs> and Google on March the tenth. So keep your eye out for this next March the tenth. Google Google Maps changes their little car icon to a Mario Kart. Well, that's cute. Then. When you you put your your trip and you press start, it goes, let's go. (laughs) So apparently apparently Italian is still okay. Irish is thinking, well, is Irish still okay? I don't even know. I tell an Irish joke. Yeah, it's probably getting, uh, going down a rabbit rabbit hole we shouldn't go down. If you have a problem with let's go, contact Google. <laughs> so I think if if you replace uh, if you replace old with a race or um, a particular demographic or a, a stereotype, it's not going to be appropriate to tell that as a joke. So what I did was I decided to uh, have a look at what are some of the over fifty jokes because apparently over 50 years old, that are on the internet. Oh, okay. Excellent. And you don't even need to go, to, like for these ones, you don't even need to go to the dark web like you need to go for some <laughs> of the other jokes, if you're looking for any of the other jokes. So have you been on the dark web recently looking for inappropriate jokes? I have not. Here's some jokes I found from a website that I'm not even going to say what website it is, but this is a health and wellness website. So this is a... We're on your side. Website. They're looking after not your a, mental health. Exactly. Not a we hate old people <laughs> website full of biohacks and uh, how to make your wheat germ last longer so that it gives you a better something or other in your blood. Uh, your BMI. So it's, it's all that kind of yeah. shit. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's, it's a we're on your side thing. Yep. The page begins with it's funny because it's true. Now, let's just fact check the phrase, it's funny because it's true. Okay. I'm going to suggest it's as, that's as accurate 
as the person who says before telling you a story, I'm going to tell you a funny story. No, you're not. <laughs> well, sometimes it must happen sometimes. Mm, that's probably less less likely than most. It, 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 it uh, aligns with my theory of when you're sitting in traffic and somebody else in traffic is playing loud music and mm. the music that's being played is exponentially related to the amount that people don't want to hear it. Okay, so that's, that accounts for the little doof-doof cars. And everything. I heard somebody uh, the other day sitting in traffic, their music turned up to about 14, MacArthur Park. Oh, God. <laughs> the original I don't know. version or the disco yeah. version? No, the original version. I don't know what's going on in that person's life and I don't want to. Someone left their cake out in the rain, though. <laughs> So let me tell you some you have to non- be over fifty to get that reference. <laughs> non cake related gags from uh, from this health and wellness website from the page titled "Jokes to Tell People When They Turn Fifty because that'll make them very happy. Yeah, yeah. So knock knock. Who's there? Halfway. Halfway who? You're halfway through life. That's not even a that's, that's not even a joke. It's a threat. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> hands up, everybody who thinks they're going to be alive ten years from now. Hey, not so fast, you group over here. Oh, God, it's like saying you know, knock knock. Who's there? Um, death. Death. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying. I was trying to substitute a uh, an ethnic group in there, but I, I I was thinking I can't say that, and I can't say that, and I can't say that <laughs> because you can't say those things. No, no. But you can say it about being old. Hold that thought, because okay. because the old people, the older the older people like the knock knock jokes. So here's oh, well, another knock knock. Because they're so. That's the kind of thing that we all tell each other all the time. Exactly. I ring you. I call you and say. <laughs> Hey, CJ, I've got a new knock-knock joke for you. Or you just turn up on the, uh, at the front and go, <laughs> who is it? It's pretty, it's pretty hard at your place. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. So, knock-knock. <laughs> knock. Jesus. Who's there? <laughs> Me. Me who? Oh, no. The forgetfulness has started already. <laughs> God. I mean, I don't know about the forgetfulness. I mean, if you're going to work, if, you're gonna, if, you, if you're going to go there, just say the Alzheimer's has kicked in already, or let's just let's just totally go. Let's just you know, knock, push knock. it to who's, the limit. Who's there? Me, me, who? <laughs> me, I'm gaslighting Grandpa. Yeah, here's a couple of yeah. here's a couple that are uh, that are not following the traditional knock knock joke. Oh well, they're not going to be popular then because they're not following the knock knock format. No, but they are uh, they are funny because they're true. <laughs> Absolutely. You know you've turned. Actually, these are more um, one liners, I think, rather than than gags. You know you've just turned fifty when your face has more wrinkles than an elephant's backside. Oh, jeez. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, 
that's going to win you. How to win friends and influence people. If you're at a party and you want to meet some new people, hey, I understand you've just turned 50. How could you tell? Your face has got more wrinkles than an elephant's backside. Well, I mean, I've, I've finally worked out a, an ethnic group we can put in there. <laughs> you know you're a Caucasian when your face is more wrinkles than an elephant's backside. I don't know. I know technically that isn't inappropriate, but it just feels as though it should be. But it illustrates my point very nicely, I think. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. So it is, uh, it is technically it should be inappropriate to, um, to make fun of older people with things like you're thankful when someone tells you that you have lipstick on your teeth because it means you still have teeth. Well, I don't wear lipstick. Well, or someone else's lipstick, which puts a whole different spin on it. But it's, this is for people over 50. <laughs> How many people over 50 don't have teeth? <laughs> you know you're a bogan if you don't have teeth. <laughs> you're in Melbourne, you know you're a Collingwood supporter. <laughs> but that's at any age. You don't have to be over 50 to not have teeth. But just, the, yeah, the stereotype of, yes, well, you're over 50, so you won't have any teeth. Clearly. Clearly you won't have teeth. Yeah. Uh, yes. getting, getting some action means all those prunes your doctor is making you eat are doing their job. God. Firstly, what sort of, what fucking doctor is saying, do you know what you need to do? You need to eat more prunes. Well, you got to get, say, have to go back to the eighteen hundreds to get people, the doctors, to say that. A friend of mine, I was I was talking to a friend of mine a few weeks ago, and and Ooh. I don't know why I felt it was appropriate, but I um I shared the fact that I was um unusually blocked up in that department, <laughs> and she suggested prune juice, which I drank, and I regretted it <laughs> because my God, that was effective. In, in too, it was too bloody effective. You think you regretted it? I'm regretting it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to talk about my bowel movements? <laughs> See, this is this is why people make fun of people over fifty, Scott. <laughs> because the person you who told to... me to drink the person who told me to drink prune juice was forty five. What can I say? <laughs> They've clearly got a good sense of humour. <laughs> and did they tell you to do it just before they left? <laughs> <laughs> well, they certainly weren't there when the, when the ship went down. <laughs> so to speak. And also, <laughs> were, were they medically trained? No. no so it's not a doctor making you eat... Prunes, no, then it was a concerned citizen. For listeners, Scott is uh, currently having a heart attack because I'm over fifty. <laughs> <clears throat> so <Right. laughs> these jokes can have a negative impact. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, because they, they encourage people to tell stories about drinking prune juice and shitting. I'm crying now. It's made me very sad. 
<laughs> anyway, back to the script, which we have the very loose script we have. These jokes can have a negative impact. Like your, your bell motions. <laughs> Not anymore. Just the once. <laughs> <laughs> this has got to get cut out, but it's got to go on a blooper reel. <laughs> <clears throat> Well, these, joke, these jokes can have a negative impact, particularly when the joke teller is younger than the recipient. Well, they well, would, would do if the recipient could hear them. <laughs> well, we can tell jokes about over 50s because we're over 50. So it seems that essentially the reason we get ads for seniors insurance and retirement homes is because society sees older people as old people. Bad drivers, bad with technology, slow and in the way, forgetful, grumpy, sick, poor, and boring. Yeah, I tend to see pretty well everybody that way, but it's I can see why I can see why people who are over fifty rebel against that because it seems to me that part of the reason it feels odd to feel our age is because the older we get, the more society has expectations and stereotypes of us that we don't actually believe in or fit or follow. Well, I concur, and that's um, far deeper than I expected of you on a Sunday night. No, thank you. Or any time, really. I think. Talking about society's perceptions, though, it did make me think how accurate actually are they, because maybe it's just we're on the wrong side of things and, in fact, in reality, 50 years old. So I had a look, and here's some things that I found out that will happen when you turn 50. Now, just Mm -hmm. from a... um, there was a lot of um, combining the, the gender information. What I found interesting and unsurprising and disappointing was that the majority of articles that turned up uh, for women were related yeah. to how they look right. and the majority of articles related to men talked about strength and muscle mass and that was the big concerns for each of those groups so apparently women have no concern about muscle mass and men have no concern about how they look after they're 50 okay okay well now according to definitely definitely wrong there i mean i couldn't give a crap about muscle mass but i don't want to look like the elephant man well you don't don't want to look like the elephant backside man (laughs) i am not an animal (laughs) They uh, actually, they re- they do say. I read uh, that at there is a point in your life where you've got to make a decision between your face or your body. So, mm-hmm. your weight, especially weight and health wise, is that if you want a lean body, it means you're going to have an older looking face. So, if you want to have a younger looking face, you're going to have a ch- chubbier body. And I will put the disclaimer on that that that's a probably a massive stereotype and I have no empirical research to back that up aside from I read that somewhere. Well, I I heard that somewhere as well. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about um, like Clint Eastwood as an example of that, someone who has, you know, for a man of his age has an amazing body but has the head of a prune. (laughs) Or an elephant's backside. (laughs) Do you feel lucky, punk? (laughs) Do you feel lucky, punk? I'm going to drink this prune juice. <laughs> so apparently our brain has 
more functionality and is more using more components and being used more fully at 50 than it is at 25. My brain has more functionality. <laughs> Some people's brain have more functionality at 50 <laughs> than they do at 25. And in most surveys, 95% of people say that they are either satisfied or more satisfied with their lives after 50 than they were before 50. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I would say that for sure. Hmm. So it's not necessarily um, after 50, it's all downhill, apparently. However... It's a perception. Yes. And I think the perception comes from things like the stats that 40% of people over 50 have hearing loss at some hey. level. And the thing that, that I thought with that, though, is is that because people over 50 have, yes, they have natural, we have naturally degenerating, it's harder to say than I would have expected, hearing function, but it's probably also because we were the first kind of age group to experience all these awesome bands with really yeah. loud speakers and nobody said, don't stand next to that speaker because you're going to go deaf. The number of times I walked out of a, a, a band or a, or a club with ears ringing and ringing for a, the next day, yeah. I can't, can't, couldn't, couldn't count. That was and that was the that was the sense of um, the the rating that we'd use of whether it was a good concert or not. Because you go and tell people it's like, oh, it was amazing. Like it's um, it's been four weeks and I still can't hear anything over yes. thirty four hertz. <laughs> I thought the bass was going to stop my heart. <laughs> <laughs> and for females, apparently, fifty one is the average age for menopause. Yeah, well, that, I know menopause is no fun. I've actually. Um, been with a couple of women who've gone through menopause and it was not fun at all for them. It wasn't much fun for me either, but it was less fun for them, i got to say. Um, the hot flushes are no joke. I mean, people joke about that. So I definitely, as a man, feel lucky that we don't go through that. The other thing I thought I'd have a look at is if we want to look at society's perceptions of people over 50 as you're old now and you're not very useful to society and it's terrible and getting old is bad. And I thought, let's have a yeah. look at people over 50 that everybody should know okay. and see whether they actually match up with those kind of societal perceptions. So do we think of these people as decrepit or more wrinkles than an elephant's backside or... <laughs> hearing issues or uh, difficult or grumpy or any of these things. Okay. Keanu Reeves, 58. Oh, yeah, definitely an old fart. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know the uh, the uh, John Wick retires is a, a very slow and, and not very exciting <laughs> uh, movie in the sequels. Well, I have to say, John Wick with the beard, he looks great, John Wick with a beard. They they shaved him for the latest Bill and Ted, and he did look older, but he looked so cool with a beard. When I watched the the new Bill and Ted, I went, they've made them look older. I reckon that mm. they there was some kind of, and I haven't, I've got no research to back this up, but I reckon that they actually did some sort of makeup to make them look older than they were because they didn't look old enough. Because when yeah, I saw he, them, I went, he doesn't look that old in real life. No, well, I think it was the no beard. I think the beard 
as for a man in over 50 probably disguises a few sins, which mm. is probably why, I mean, this is this is totally subjective, but I, I feel like women over 50 look older than men over 50. It's because men over 50 can hide it a little bit more because I'm sure that um, I'd look even older than I look now if I didn't have a beard. Okay. I've been told that I look younger without a beard, but I look better with a beard. Yeah, okay. I, mean, I think with a beard, well, we both have kind of quite a lot of white in our beards, so that would that does that. I, I've tried to get mine shorter because I, I have kids telling me I look like Santa if I even got a little bit longer than it is now, so I've been keeping it really trim. But I do think it can disguise quite a lot of sins in the face. Yes, yes, that's true. Also, you've not heard that women can wear makeup? Well, that's true. But then you you only so much makeup you can put on before you start looking like sort of the Joker. (laughs) So who else is over 50? So also over 50, Paul Rudd. Now I will say I will. He looks about 12. Yeah, I will give the the disclaimer that Keanu Reeves and Paul Rudd, uh, fairly common knowledge that they are actually vampires. So so their age is not necessarily that. But Salma Hayek. Now she's hot. I know. And has always been and will be until she's 112. 56. My God. Yeah. Uh, Elle McPherson. We all looked uh, at Elle McPherson when we were younger. 58. God. I, mean, I can't say I've seen a picture of her recently, but I assume she's probably aged okay. She looks pretty well the same as she did when she was 48, 38. I mean, not 28, but just, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think anybody's. Uh, I don't think anybody's going. Poor, oh, no, I think she's a bit too much for me. Yeah, let's move <laughs> on. George Clooney. I'm well, pretty... yeah, I mean, he looks good. Yeah, but he I'm... looks. He looks. He looks. He looks. He's well, close to his age, I guess. You reckon? But then, close. if you even if you take so taking the looks part out of it, if you look at like what he's doing, so you would society would would suggest that somebody at 61 years old is going, oh, I'm transitioning to retirement now and uh, I'm no longer yeah. really very employable and I'm not going to learn any new skills and I'm quite set in my ways. Well, that's not really George, is it? No. So he's 61. So he's, okay. he's older than us. Uh, as is Steve Carell from The Office and 40-Year-Old Virgin and a whole bunch of other things, who I was quite surprised he's 60. God, because when he did 40-year-old virgin, he would have been 50? Yeah. Oh, hang on. That's uh, that's false advertising. Check this one out. This this one really is. How old do you reckon Jason Statham is? Well, yeah, that's a hard one because he's sort of, he's a kind of indeterminate age, Jason Statham. He's not one thing or the other. He's a pretty fit fellow, though. I, I'd be guessing he was in his 40s. 55. 55. 55. Okay. So he's he's not what I would suggest is the standard society perception of a fifty five year old. Um, just to, to round it out with some others: Brad Pitt, fifty eight, not what you would expect. Yep. Sandra Bullock, fifty eight. Tom Cruise, yeah, okay. uh, sixty, still seems to be doing all right movies wise. He does seem to be doing okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also a vampire, but uh, let's not focus on the wrong part <laughs> of the story. But I thought this was an interesting thing, just as a a balance to all of that. If we look back to, if you remember Thurston Howell III. 
in oh, Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. Island. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Who yeah. was the old the uh, Thurston Howell and uh, and uh, Lovey, I think it was, or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, who were the the old rich people? So it was played by a guy named Jim Backus. He was fifty. God, when that was when that was on. So he was, he was playing. I don't know what age he was supposed to be, but he was fifty, and that doesn't really align to what a fifty-year-old is these days. Well, that gets into something like we will talk about in the future about people in the past looked older. Clearly, those people aren't hitting those society societal perceptions. Yeah. Also, it does make me feel slightly uh, slightly disappointed that I'm not doing much better in life than I am when I compare myself against people at the same age. Yeah, well, you can look at, I mean, Hitler was <coughs> younger than me and he <laughs> achieved an awful lot before, you know, he shot himself in the head. Did he? <laughs> well, I wouldn't say it was good stuff he achieved, but he achieved something. He didn't, I, I haven't taken over the, the Third Reich <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you for uh, bringing us Godwin's Law in our first <laughs> podcast. For those of you who don't know what Godwin, Godwin's Law is, it's the concept that, uh, given enough time, any conversation or series of comments in on the internet will eventually turn to Hitler and the Nazis. We've oh, managed. Scott's managed to do that. Like Hitler now. Scott's managed to do that in uh, less than. 56 minutes in our first podcast. Well done. Which brings us to our final segment, Bad Segways. Uh, in this case, listener's mail. Which, of course, we don't have yet because this is our first podcast. Ah, yes, you make a valid point. So if, uh, you're, if you're listening and if you're still listening and would like to get in t- touch with us. <laughs> I, doubt, I doubt anyone's still <laughs> listening. <laughs> if you'd like to get in touch with us with a topic you'd like to hear about. Or, or a complaint. <laughs> No, no complaints, no complaints. <laughs> uh, if there's something you'd like to hear about or a comment or a story, you can uh, you can hit us up on the socials. What, are you nine? You can use email. You did set up the email, didn't you? Of course I set up the email. That was my job and I'm a responsible adult. So what is our email address, CJ? It is theoldfolkshome69 <laughs> at gmail. <laughs> <laughs> and um, do we have any other social accounts? Of course we do. I set up the uh, the bird one and the the Twitter. Face, what did you call me? And the, <laughs> and the uh, the face thing one and the the instant stamp thing Chan one. Okay. Well. And what are they called? How can they find us on Facebook? Twitter, Instagram. Well, I like to, it's important to keep things consistent. So they Uh-oh. can search for the old folks home 69. <laughs> yeah, that luckily we're not steering into the stereotype there. Or <laughs> well, maybe the 69 part doesn't hit the stereotype. I'm not sure. Perhaps you could write in and tell us about that. And I think we're done here. So, Scott, what's the most important thing you've learned from episode one of What's My Age Again? I think the most important thing I've learned from episode one is that I thought you were joking when you said you weren't taking this podcast seriously. Mm, Not sure of your point. Uh, So if you've found society's expectations don't align to who you are, 
or your subjective age does not match your chronological age, you can get in touch by email at theoldfolkshome69 at gmail.com. And you can tell us about your experiences of being over 50. And remember, if symptoms persist, see your doctor. So join us for the next episode where we delve into the story of Emil, a man who tried to change his age by deed poll. See you next time on What's My Age Again? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey CJ, did you know I'd written a book? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've been going on about it all year. Oh, yeah. Um, but guess what? It's finally being released in March 2023. So, uh, so why did it take so long? That's a long story. And so is the book, but clearly not an interesting one to the listeners, I imagine. I hope the book's interesting, but anyway, maybe the story's not interesting. But anyway, I wanted to tell the, the listeners um, that it was a big history of big ideas. All the ideas that made humans human. And it tracks the development of humans from the earliest hominids right up to the fall of Rome. Sounds like a terrible idea. Sounds like a history book. <laughs> yes, it's a history book, but it's a light-hearted, amusing book, and it has lots of specially created memes for people like you who can only look at the pictures. <laughs> and is this book called Facebook? <laughs> no, don't tell me you've forgotten already. Uh, it's just—it's actually a question for the listener, Scott. That's that. That's how. That's how ads work. Oh, oh okay. So anyway, uh, it's it's called uh, "Light Bulb Moments in Human History from Cave to Colosseum," and it's really fun. Mm. <laughs> that's what you say. No, don't don't trust me. Listen to the reviews. Unlike other books that offer up humanity's achievements in a top ten fashion, "Light Bulb Moments in Human History" is written in a continual narrative from the witty and humorous perspective of its author. Which aside, this book is expertly written and packed with interesting information and educational insight into the past. Whether you're a history buff or looking to expand your historical horizons, this book is a great read. How It Works magazine, October 2022. Oh shit, that actually does sound interesting. Um, can I pick up a copy of this now or do I have to wait until this so-called March 2023? Well, you do have to wait till March 2023 if you want to get a copy of it in your hot little hands anytime soon. But you can pre-order if you're in the pre-March 2023 era. But after March 2023, you can get it at all good bookstores. Even some pretty crappy bookstores will probably have it. Certainly online, you'll be able to get it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Dimmix. Fuck that, I haven't got time to wait for this. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to work out how I can get March 2023 and pick up a copy now. Okay, well, you go time travelling forward and see what you can find.